Welcome to the Locala Podcast. This is episode eight. Just don't give up. It, it does get really, really hard day to day. Some days, even still now, you know, I feel like giving up sometimes. You know, people think, oh, you get a business, you just get rich. I mean, yeah, the money does come, but it comes with a price. Mentally, you know, physically, yeah, I know, you know, stress-wise. and But I just tell people if they really believe in it, you know, just, just vision that end goal and just don't give up. joining us on the Locala podcast. I'm Lisa Anderson, your host and publisher of Locala magazine. And before we dive in, I want to thank our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Your Place Mortgage and Title, your everything agency. Visit them at www.yourplaceocala.com to learn more. Today on the couch, I'm so excited that we have him back in the studio. His name is Tuxen Garns. He is the owner of Q&Q Junk Removal. He has been in our magazine in the November 2021 issue. And today we're going to dive further into his story. So welcome back, Tuxen. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Good. <laughs> well, before we continue, I do want to make a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. I have a cold. Okay. It's all good. I'm recovering, so I sound horrible and nasally and all of that good, but we're going to chill out and have some fun anyway. Yes, ma'am. There's also another thing that I I think people would find really interesting. The last Mm. time you were in, um, we did the interview, right? So so actually, you were on your way to the interview with the writer, which was um, our editor, Jody Anderson. Yes. Got stuck because of a traffic jam. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we I had to reschedule. That. Jody couldn't do the interview, so I did it. Yes. And then we had a function mouth <laughs> where it didn't yeah. record the interview. And I caught you before we left and we had to re interview. Redo all it. Over. Real yeah. Quick. So this is actually kind of like almost your fourth interview. Yes, yes. <laughs> I've had a couple runs now, you know. So yeah. Real yeah. Practice. So you're a real pro now. Yeah, right? I guess. Yeah. You know, pro at something, at least, you know. <laughs> Well, why don't you go ahead and tell us about your business, Texan? All right, cool. So, yeah, it's uh, Q&Q Junk Removal. It's a junk removal and dumpster rental company that's based here in Ocala, Florida. Uh, so we take away trash and junk from single items, such as couches, if you're replacing your couches or if you're getting a new stove or refrigerator, all the way up to, like, hoarder houses. You know, unfortunately, people pass away or if they're moving, you know, having an estate sale and nothing actually sells. We send crew and labor with equipment. We'll go in. We'll clean out the entire house. Uh, do all the labor for you and get it all gone. And for our dumpster rentals, that's more for the people, you know, the do-it-yourselfers doing like a remodeling project or something of that nature. We'll drop off a 15 or 20-yard container. You fill it up, and then we'll take it away. Yeah, yeah perfect. Everybody's going to think I have an obsession with junk people because <laughs> um, and clean people because we had Blake Spires from Brilliant Bins on yes, here yes, not too yeah. long ago. So. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's a great business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it takes your business and goes one little step further, yeah, like yeah, cleaning, cleaning up. Them. Yeah, <laughs> I never would have thought to clean the trash. Like that's a great business. Yeah, isn't that yeah. cool? And he's a good guy. I like him. <laughs> yeah, he good. is a good guy. Yeah, yes, it works out well. Um, I know that you actually found a passion for this that you weren't really quite expecting, and you actually mentioned it on social media here just the other day, even, mm. even possibly today, if I remember looking. But you were talking about um, that it, you realized that it actually meant something that you were making a difference. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about that journey for yourself? Yeah. Um, I feel, you know, now there's, I feel like I'm making, there's different, there's quite a bit of different differences that I'm making. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, um, 
One of the biggest day-to-day differences, I feel like, you know, just helping out normal people, you know, a lot of my customers being older um, or a lot of customers are like, like, for example, people that die, you know, and then I'll have a client that's in Pennsylvania. They have no idea what's going on down there. You know, you have a lot of businesses that might not be the most fairest to a person that's, you know, out of town. And sometimes they're just worried. And, you know, I go above and beyond to help them find cleaners. You know, my services of junk removal people, you know, going above and beyond helping, you know, just just helping in any way that I can, making them feel better, being nice to them. You know, yeah, that's the day to day difference I like to uh, I like to make and that, that my company does make. And I do feel good. And so yeah. it's not just the money, you know. No, <laughs> I love money though. Yeah, <laughs> well, who doesn't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, that I, I mean, I think that's a, a very valid point, and I was very struck when you posted about that because, mm. um, you know, I, I, people don't realize how difficult every little thing can be when you lose somebody or when you're having yeah. to make that transition very from, stressful. you know, especially if they're out of state and they're having yeah. to do this for their parents, you yeah. know. Even evictions. Like, I've had women, or, like, women. I've had people get evicted. I said women because the last one, I and this is kind of sad, it was a lady who, uh, with three kids who got evicted. And mm-hmm. um, I went above and beyond just to make sure that they can get some of their, you know, stuff back and led them in the right directions, you know, because usually in that type of case, you have the, the landlord who's in a tough spot, you know, the tenant's in a tough spot. And I just try to do what I can. So this particular lady, I was able to set her up with a homeless shelter, call the right people just because I knew a lady that worked at one. Yeah. You know, and it, it wasn't maybe the most help, but it was the first step, you know, to try yeah. to get her, you know, on the right path. Cause, and it wasn't nothing bad or anything, you know, it's just really hard right now. Just life. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah definitely. So I know from your first article and mm-hmm. and um, some of the pre-questionnaire things that we did here that yeah. you weren't always planning on being a junk removal man, but you oh were my. always planning on owning your business. Yeah. You grew up in the Bronx. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. yes, <laughs> yes. I, uh, I always thought I would be a businessman. You know what I mean? I always liked the suits and the suitcases. Wall Street not being, you know, super far. We'd go to Manhattan. My mom was in a union uh, and so we'd go to Manhattan quite a bit when they had their meetings and I'd see like the businessmen on the train and, you know, the nice cars and the Wall Street bull and I'm like, dang, I got to do that one day. <laughs> but you're right. I never thought it would be trash. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought. Who would have thought, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never would have thought. So what was that journey? I mean, like, how did you start start in the trash business? Um, I have a real big passion for cars. Uh, I've always had like a, like some type of project car. So. Years back, I had a uh, truck and trailer that, because, you know, with having a race car, nine times out of ten, it's broke down. So I had a truck and trailer, and I'm not, you know, I'm not a lawn guy. I'm not good at painting or anything. But I did see a need, and I started trying to move people. And, um, you know, that was cool and all, but then I started seeing more of a need. People were like, you know, I moved this, you know, I got this, or I'm moving, but I can't get rid of any of this trash. doesn't pick it up. I don't know what to do. I drive like a Camry, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, cool, throw it on the trailer. And... It just started to snowball because moving was actually really hard. You know, you got to deal with you might be careful, but, you know, somebody else might not be as careful and, you know, things, accidents happen. So I I just wanted to progress more into the junk removal side and it was just easier to help people. And at that moment, it really wasn't that many people doing it, you know, so. Yeah. It just grew from there. Yeah. Now it seems there's a lot, but not always the junk removal part. It's mostly the dumpsters. Both. Yeah. 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 There's, um. Because now you got businesses selling a business. So you have a lot of the dumpster manufacturers, like they'll have like these package deals and they're like, you know, you can get a trailer with like five dumpsters for like 25000 So 
you know, the barriers of entry are a little bit lower than they like used to be. You know, they're they're selling to those kind of people, so they just sometimes you know without maybe even doing like market research, they jump on in. So yeah, there's definitely been yeah a lot, a lot yeah. But on junk removal too, but that's why we try to separate ourselves and go above and beyond and be nice to people. Yeah, exactly, absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Um, and I know de- dealing with you now. You'll probably get mad at me if this isn't the case for everybody. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> but when I've when I've needed quotes and mean like, okay, is this something mm-hmm. that you handle? You're just like, send me pictures, and you're able yeah. to quote me that way. Yeah. Do you do that with all your customers? Yeah, I make it super easy. So, um, one of the main numbers that I post is a textable number, and they can just simply text pictures because, you know, people can tell us all day, you, I, ha- I have this, 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 and this, but yeah. uh, you know, sometimes, you know, things get left out or to you, it may not seem so big or it might seem bigger than it really is. You know, you might think this is a huge desk. I can't. It's heavy. It's heavy. But to us, it's like, all right, we'll get this in and out in five minutes. So pictures are just the easiest way that I can give you a fair quote, a good ballpark figure that's fair to both of us, the customer and, you know, us. And uh, it's super easy, you know, just text it over and everybody's texting anyway. So. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to almost have that as part of your service. Yeah, you have service. to. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. back in the day, you know, you used to have to drive and do estimates and things like that. But that's just not feasible anymore. No. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no. So um, how did you kind of get from the Bronx to Florida? Florida. My mom. Um, so I graduated. Uh, co- I was in I was actually in college. I graduated high school. I was in college and uh, my grandmother died. So the house we had in New York, my mom, we sold it. And my mom wanted to come to Florida, change a life. She needed a different lifestyle. So. Shoot, back then, you know, you said Florida. I'm thinking palm trees, South Beach, <laughs> drop top Lambos. You know, I was like, heck yeah, I'll go down there. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't even think twice. And she picked Ocala. She picked, you know what? I must admit, though, she picked Gainesville first. Okay, okay. But, and then, you know what? That wasn't even bad because it was it was in 06 when Tim Tebow was winning. And I'll never forget the Florida game, the first month I was here that February, and they had just won, and everybody was throwing parties in the street. and. I was just like, man, this is amazing. This is Florida. Like, yeah. I should have been here. You know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because at yeah. least you weren't going from I'm going to be in Miami and doing yeah, all it wasn't stuff, too bad. You know, two more. Ocala was something to get used to. Yeah, it was, and it was smaller then too. Yeah, it's definitely you know? smaller. Yeah, 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 definitely. I like the progression though. Yeah. I love where Ocala's going. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really grown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know some people don't like it, but <laughs> I guess it's not too bad. I think it's a nice, uh, like combination right now of mm-hmm. still having that small town feel mm-hmm. and knowing that we're growing and being yeah. able to offer more exactly you know like i still know my neighbors yeah but i can still go out on a friday or saturday night to different locations you know yeah, so yeah. it's not like the one bar town right yeah. right because <laughs> i did when i first moved to Ocala, i actually lived in bellevue Oh, like really? on C25. Oh, okay. boy. Yeah, that oh, was, boy. That was... That was difficult. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I was... Oh, I had never been outside at night, and it was just pure silence. Just yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like Were you horn. able to see more stars than you had ever seen before? Yeah, that... Yeah. that that I Actually, I didn't realize the light pollution in New York until I came to Florida. I was like, wow. Yeah. That exists. Look at yeah, all this isn't stuff. that crazy? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. even for this for me is even light pollution because I grew up on a farm. Oh, really? So we used to lay out on a giant trampoline at oh, night and it just turn off all our lights and it was just pitch black because we yeah. lived on a 400 acre farm, you know? Nah, not in New York. Yeah. You got the North Star. That's pretty much it. <laughs> 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 and then you got street lamps. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so was it still a bit of a shock, though? I mean, how old were you when you got down here? Uh, so I was 18 in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got to Bellevue, I will. Uh, 
Ooh, girl, we're going to history. <laughs> <laughs> 22, I think. 20, okay. 22, 23. Um, like I said, yeah, it was... Have it, it was crazy. Like, I had never lived anywhere we didn't have public transportation. Yeah. Like, a bus to just hop on. That was yeah. crazy. That was the first time I didn't have trash pickup. Like, I'm wondering where the trash... What day does the trash truck come? And <laughs> everybody's like, oh, no, you got to take it to the recycling center. I'm like, you got to put this in your car. It's <laughs> another reason I started. <laughs> you know, there was some shocks. You know, I'm used to, like, walking to the store. Yeah. I don't even want to walk around the corner now. Yeah. <laughs> you know I don't I don't even want to walk to my neighbor's house like yeah. uh, ride a bike over there, four wheel or something. Yeah. <laughs> now you speaking of that, you mentioned earlier, and yeah. I know this about you, you're a big car guy. Yeah. 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 So Anything how did you wheel. I mean, like, how did that come about? Uh early as a child, my mom, she loved cars and driving fast and anybody knows my mom knows what I'm talking about. So <laughs> she's a little speed demon. But um I just always had just hot wheels, you know, matchbox cars, the uh the micro city i just loved it i just loved the whole driving aspect you know the car video games and then you know i never really grew up so <laughs> <laughs> i just make more money now so my cars are life size <laughs> that's how that works they're adult cars but yeah. they're still toys yeah. right <laughs> i've gotten my son addicted to it now so uh oh <laughs> yeah so i feel bad for his future financial situations <laughs> but um but yeah, that and biking we got we got really big into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um motorbiking or like actual <sighs> dirt bikes. Okay, so that sounds cool and I would love to say that I ride dirt bikes, but I actually mean BMX bicycle bikes. <laughs> Don't laugh, I know. It's crazy to see a guy my size on a BMX bike, but uh, it happens, you know. <laughs> I think I remember seeing some pictures of that. It was great. <laughs> yeah. We're going to cut out to that one, but yeah. That uh I would love to say I could ride dirt. That's the one of the few things that I'm a little sketched out riding is a dirt bike. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, on soft sand, yeah. But no, I love BMX bikes. Like, yeah. <laughs> good exercise, you know. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. spectacle. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to just take a moment to thank our sponsor mm-hmm. one more time here. Today's episode is brought to you by Your Place Mortgage and Title, your everything agency. Purchasing a home should be as easy as one, two, three. At Your Place Mortgage and Title, we offer professional realty services through Professional Realty of Ocala, mortgage and commercial loan services, and title services. We pride ourselves on customer service and education. Contact us today to learn how we can make your home buying and selling process a pleasant one. Visit www.yourplaceocala.com to learn more. All right. Well, welcome back. Um, let's dive in even more personal. Okay. Okay. So something that wasn't quite in your article the last mm-hmm. time, but we did chit chat a little bit about it, was the journey that you had that really kind of led you to finding your own path and finally becoming a business owner. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit of a rocky one. So yeah. do you want to talk about that at all? Sure. Definitely. I want to give a little motivation. <laughs> so you definitely right. Things were not perfect. It was definitely a rocky road. Um, so back in 2006, I had went to jail, and then I was on probation, and then I ended up violating and going to prison. And I became a convicted felon in the process. It kind of sucked. So when I ended up getting out, and that's how I got to Ocala, I got out, I had to move in with my mom, start all over from rock by nothing. Yeah. No car, no apartment. I barely had any clothes. And you were working a pretty good job before. Before, yeah, I was a wa- I was a server, but I was making good money actually. I mean, it might not have been the most. I was working at Waffle House, and people think you know that's that sucks. But I, I mean, back then for the money I was making, I was doing decent. Yeah. So um, 
but I got I had gotten in trouble and when I got out it was really really like just like a life shock like I said I had zip zero I when I was released they gave you a hundred back then they gave you a hundred bucks that's mm-hmm. all I had I had an account with like 13 bucks in it from Wells Fargo but anyway so I had just got a job um that's when I met my girl uh Quay we worked together and uh the hustle began. I went back to college because um, I had never finished college when I was in New York because we moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. So I went back to college, got my associate's degree, thought I was going to get a, go get a marketing job. I couldn't find a job. So I was like, all right, the next best thing to do is to get myself in more college debt and go back to school, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I went back to school, got a bachelor's degree, graduated with honors. I'm like, oh, this is it. You know, I, I haven't been in trouble this whole time. I'm going to get a job. Nobody's going to care about the felony. I'm a freaking college graduate. Wrong. Yeah. Every single job I tried to get, um, I couldn't get a good job. You know, just uh, I tried to work marketing at a company here in Ocala, and that was kind of the deciding factor because I thought I was going to get that job. They were really trying to get me the job, but their corporate policies, they just weren't allowed to hire me. Yeah. And that really, like, broke my heart. So, you know what? I started – I had some cryptocurrency going on at the time back mm-hmm. – I didn't get rich off Bitcoin. I wish I would have. But <laughs> I had some crypto. I sold some crypto. I bought a dump trailer. I already had a truck thanks to the car. Um, I had Okay. I started with the trailer already. So I started kind of dibbling, dabbling, but I never took it serious. Yeah. But when I couldn't get that job, I just invested in myself. I went ahead and sold some of my crypto, bought a dump trailer um, right here in Ocala, and just started working it. I started on like Craigslist, you know, looking for jobs, Facebook, Facebook Marketplace, and mm. Word of mouth and yeah, just trying to do just whatever you can to do. Just that do whatever myself. you can yeah. because um, you know I got a I got a kid you know I have a family and I couldn't I literally I was working at AutoZone at the same time I was starting the company I was a manager, but uh, what was I making back then? What was it like ten, ten something an hour? Not even. Yeah. It was crazy and it was hard to you know support anything. So yeah, yeah hard to support a family on that for yeah, sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you have a couple of kids, right? Or yeah. yeah. So I have I have my son Ashton. And then when I met Quay, you know what I'm saying, she we, we had a, uh, she had a daughter, Amaya, and son, Shadeen. Great kids. So, yeah, now we're a big family. Big yeah, Shadeen's family. in college, yeah. yeah. Maya goes to Forest, and my son goes to Howard. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I know when we talked last time, the pride for your son yeah, yeah. was just radiating. I mean, yeah. all of your kids. But yes. I don't know, something with that daddy-son yeah. bond right there. <laughs> I tell you what. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about your son. All right, so a little disclaimer. My daughter, my stepdaughter Maya, she is she's amazing. She's really smart, but she thank God she's one of those responsible people. <laughs> so I don't have to like I don't have to like stay on her. Like she she gets up first thing in the morning. She's real responsible. I love that. My son. You know, he's like me, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a little late, you know what I'm saying, to the party, things like that. But he's a good kid, has a good heart. But, you know, I see so much of when I was a kid, because my dad wasn't around, you know. You know, he wasn't around, just my mom raising me and uh, and my grandmother. And uh, a lot of questions and a lot of things that I had, a lot of opportunities that I didn't have, I see that now I'm able to afford it to him if I could just stay on the right path. As long as I can keep my business going and as long as I can keep – my motivation and hustle going, I can do things like him, like uh, ride, because he actually used to have a dirt bike. He actually rides a dirt bike better than I do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Things like that. I'm. He sees my hustle. He sees my passion. He actually just started a, a little car wash business. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's and he's, great. How old is he? He's 11. Okay. And uh, the reason why I say, I have to say he started his own business is because he saved up his money. He went on Amazon. He bought all the right, because he realized the materials he had kind of sucked. 
Yeah. Because he was using <laughs> he's using like dial dish soap and some water <laughs> with some rags on the car. So he couldn't wash his mom's nice car. He had to wash like one of my piece of crap cars, right? Uh-huh. So he he saved up some money, went on Amazon, bought him the whole cleaning car kit. He's got the little foam pressure washer, like, and I was so excited and happy. And I realized that he's watches me, you know, in my business, you know. I can't go splurge. I reinvest. He's seen me grow, get the dumpsters, the truck, and he's doing the exact same thing. And just, you know, watching him watch me and translate it to a po- into a positive, you know, especially when he goes to school. And, you know, the normal kids, they do fight and they yeah. do crazy things. But for him to not be influenced by that and to want to do what I'm doing, you know, from the biking to the cars to the business running yeah i have to you know what i'm saying that's a huge motivation for me you know what i'm saying yeah, i gotta absolutely keep going, keep going yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. especially you know when when you know that you had to turn your life around to get here yeah and if you can set him on a path where he gets that one extra st- exactly he doesn't have to go doesn't through have to go through that exactly. step to get there and that's yeah. literally what i tell him yeah like this mo- every day i drop him off to school and uh i have to give him a little pep talk because that's kind of what i needed too you know growing up like my daughter, I can tell her something and she will stick with it. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, hey, you got to do this. She'll be like, all right, I got to do this. Boom, boom, boom. She'll do it. My son, I got to give him a pep talk every day. But I don't, you know, I that helps me too. I'm talking yeah. to kind of both of us. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just so kind of keep it on the, yeah. on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I know we t- talked a little bit about uh, you doing the marketing and stuff like that. Did mm-hmm. you... Um, I mean, was that kind of how you th- you feel like your business was a little bit successful as well because you had an understanding and how to market yourself as a small business? Definitely. Um, it definitely did. Uh, college definitely, I feel like, helped with that. Just knowing what to do. I, I wouldn't see a lot of people think that, like, you go to college and you just gain, like, this this knowledge, like, you're just all of a sudden super smart. Oh, no. But, no, it doesn't <laughs> work like that. You know, real world is so different. You know what so I'm saying? Different, yeah. But it did set me up to kind of know what to look for, such as, like, uh, you know, looking, um, what was the SWOT analysis back then? You know, when they say you to, you got to look for the strengths and weaknesses. Of I your, think they mar- still have that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. trying to. Dang, it's been that many years since yeah. I've been out of college. This is yeah. scary. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, just just things like that that people don't do like i i literally just got a call yesterday because i started making some youtube videos Mm -hmm. and i put my number and stuff on it somebody actually reached out to me asking me how to start a business and he's like yeah what kind of truck should i get should i get an f-350 with the trailer i'm like bro you're about to spend like 100 grand and get yourself in a major debt you have to do your research your market research who's your competitors how much are they charging what how long is it going to take you to actually be able to get money back on this truck are you going to be able to afford to send invoices and not get paid for a month and still pay this truck payment. You know what I mean? Like things like that. Thankfully college kind of gave me to look for, you know, what to look for to pay attention to like demographics and like, you know, even something simple as like Facebook marketing, you know, yeah. and, and knowing which groups and how to word things and the verbiage and how to talk to people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like that has given us an advantage. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. it's not just college though. I'm sorry. I'm going to cut no, you No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say, honestly, some of the mo- best experience that I've g- I've received was from waiting tables. Yeah. I will say, like, as far as be- being able to talk to people, different people in different situations and reading people, and some people are angry, some people are upset, some people are confused, and that's really helped me the most, honestly. Yeah. Uh, that customer service side, I yeah. think, plays a huge part in being able to know how to handle each situation. And you're right. There's nothing better than that than sitting there serving <laughs> somebody their dinner on yeah, all different yeah, levels, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was a terrible server. Really? Oh, gosh, yes. I had nah. I had no memory. No oh. memory. Like, I, I was really good 
when I worked for this resort and mm. I was only there in two days a week and it was, um, and I would stay overnight. It was like several hours away from okay. where I lived. Okay. Uh, and so, um, but they would have the same menu every week. So I didn't have to memorize. I didn't have to, yeah. you know, there wasn't 20 different things, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and you were yeah. working with the same Pairing people. Yeah. 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 Cause they were there for the whole week or more. So you had yeah. the same people coming in. Okay. So that, that made it easier. Then I yeah. was good. <laughs> But let me tell you, when I worked for, um, oh gosh, I want to say it was something like Country Kitchen, which I guess okay. would be like a Perkins or something okay, like that. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, that, I was terrible. Terrible. <laughs> and I'd always have one table where I made all of my mistakes on. Like everything was going to go like, wrong oh with that God. one table. Yeah, it was just bad. <laughs> don't even tip me. <laughs> don't, just even, don't, here. don't even. Don't <laughs> even. Let me pay for your yeah, dinner. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go ahead and get the manager. So were you good or were you bad? I would like to say that I was, and I'm not trying to be cocky. I feel like I was an excellent server. I could see that. I, I totally could. But I had a bad memory you were too, though. Charmer, though, I bet. See, that's the thing. Yeah. I, I could get away with coming back to the table twice and being like, "So what did you say? You wanted on that salad again? Uh -huh, you put that uh -huh. egg. I make a little joke with it, you know? Yeah. What I'm saying? But, I felt like I was good. I had my days, you know. Yeah. I had ADD. I'd be like, oh, crap, I got a table on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely had those days. You know what I'm saying? But no. Nah, yeah. I felt cause I, because I connected um, with people. And I still have people that I'm friends with that I've waited, you know, waited on them. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So I, I like to think that I was yeah. decent. But I, I think you're right, though. I think that kind of um, service-oriented, it really does help yes. shape the yeah. way you handle people. And especially – when you're um i think everybody should actually have to work some sort of service job like yes. that because i think you gain a higher respect for the people that are serving you exactly. as well as the higher f respect for the people that you're serving exactly you know it's that it's flipping i totally that believe that yes yeah. some people just don't understand like they're like oh that job's so easy all you gotta do is this that this and it probably would be easy if it was just a one-on-one -on -one experience but when it's you with like five six seven eight tables and yeah, people really don't think about the all the different aspects of having to juggle, multitask, be mm -hmm. nice, still get the money, keep up. I, I feel like that really teaches you a lot about yeah. you know running. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I think um when you're running your own business because you're definitely multitasking, running around. For it's sure. not just you going up and, and having a one on one conversation with a potential yeah. client or taking care of them. It's mm. you doing your taxes, your especially in the beginning, like yes, you said, because everything. you don't have the money to invest. Not so yet. you are the business. You're everybody. You know, you're yeah. everybody. You're everybody. Yes. You have been in business for what now? Three, three, four three, years? Almost four years. Damn, four. I'm coming up on four. Yeah, it's yeah. coming up real quick. Yeah. So are you, do you feel like you're doing more or less than when you first started? Uh, like, do you feel you're still the business or do you feel like you're a little bit more like if you went down sick, do you feel like it would still run? OK, I I'm finally getting to the point where it would survive probably if I got sick. Mm -hmm. But I'm still very involved to the point where it. It wouldn't be a pretty picture if I got sick. Like, it might so still no be there. Sick. Yeah, I can't get sick. No breaking legs, none of that. It's 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 been a long process. I'm finally getting to the point where I don't physically have to be there every day on job sites. Yeah, which is great. But that's been replaced with now I'm HR. I didn't realize HR was such a a huge thing in it a company. A huge thing, isn't I'm it? having to keep relationships with you know employees and yeah. So I feel like it might at least now. 
the job duties that I did get rid of, I just totally replaced them. So yeah, it's, I'm, yeah. I've just progressed <laughs> a little <laughs> bit, you know, still working the same, but I've progressed. <laughs> well, Texan, I have one last question for you. Yes, ma'am. And you can answer it or not. Okay. But is there anything that you would like us to know that I didn't ask you? Yes, I would like a million dollars. Just bring it on <laughs> in. Come on in. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Anybody want to leave them? <laughs> yeah. something in their will? Um, <laughs> I, I, I just, a little piece of advice. I, yeah, that. I just realized what you said. Please. <laughs> <Yeah. any viewers. laughs> but just a little piece of advice, to, uh, especially, I, I mean, I guess people hear it, but, um, just don't give up. It it does get really, really hard day to day. Some days, even still now, you know, I feel like giving up sometimes. You know, people think, oh, you get a business, you just get rich. I mean, yeah, the money does come, but it comes with a price. Mm-hmm. Mentally, you know, physically, I know, you know, stress wise. And but I just tell people if they really believe in it, you know, just just vision that end goal and just don't give up. Yeah. That'll be it. Yeah. Perfect. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. I really am so glad you came <laughs> back in. We got a chance to go deeper into the story without having to redo it. <laughs> like redo right? It, yeah. Talk to our production over there. We got this all recorded, right? It's <laughs> not going to drop. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Batman voice. <laughs> all right. Well, perfect. Well, once again, everybody, I am Lisa Anderson, the host and publisher of Locala Magazine. And we want to thank our sponsor one more time, Your Place Insurance, Title, and Mortgage. You can visit them at www.yourplaceocala.com. We will also link to um, Tuxin's business in the description as well, so you can go check that out if you would like. And if you want to see his story or any other of our other stories, you can visit us at www.localamag.com. And once again, thank you so much for joining us where we focus on connections through stories.